0: I think to put it, uh, to put it in a few words, I would say I learned barbecue at Truth, and I learned every single other aspect of working in a restaurant at Leroy & Lewis. Barbecues are passion, and that's just what you'll get. Where the can Burns is a barbecue, or Tales from the
1: Pits.
2: Howdy, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian. And Andrew. And Hey, Andrew. Hey, Brian. Let's talk about sponsors.
1: Let's talk about sponsors. We have a really exciting new sponsor for season three. Um, It's kind of a big deal for us, and we're really excited about it. It's something we've talked about for many, many years on the show. Brian, you want to introduce our new sponsor?
2: Sure. So um, in the state of Texas, who is the biggest and most important and most influential uh, barbecue entity, if you will? Texas Monthly. And Texas Monthly Barbecue Club Is your home for everything Texas barbecue?
1: Yeah, it's a members-only deal, which has a lot of really cool perks to it. Um, One of the things that I'm really excited about this year that they're introducing is some... Member-only access events, um, intimate, not open to the public, um, that are going to be held throughout the year. They're going to be releasing more details, so you definitely should be signing up, signing up for this great membership and and getting into that because it's going to be really exciting. There's going to be a lot of really cool things that only members of the Texas Monthly Barbecue Club will be able to get into.
2: And things like the Barbecue Freak Hat, which you can only get through this club. Also, early access to events, tickets.
1: Yes, including the Texas Monthly Barbecue Fest, which they just recently announced is going to be in Lockhart, Texas this year. Really cool that you're going to get that classic historical backdrop, you know, of you know what barbecue's been for so long as they bring all these great joints to uh, to one place in November. So excited for that. Um, also excited for the uh, you get a one year print and digital subscription to Texas Monthly when you register for this club.
2: Absolutely. So, lots of unique and uh, ways things that you can only get through Texas Monthly Barbecue Club. That's Texas Monthly Barbecue Club. Sign up. All right. So let's talk about our guest because we do have a guest. We it's do not just
1: a, us talking. That it is not. We have a great <laughs> guest today. Uh, some uh, someone you might be familiar with or you might not be because uh, kind of uh, one of the things we're highlighting this this season is what we call the next generation of barbecue, and we have so many great cooks that are. That have done so many wonderful things and now they're starting to bring up the next generation of uh, of great barbecue people and we've got one of them with us today and that person is
0: cole parkman
1: cole parkman who is currently working at leroy and lewis barbecue in austin texas uh, cole you've got a brief but very storied career so far in barbecue <laughs> you, you've uh, you've gotten to do some really cool things and work at some really awesome places so
0: Kind of let us know how you started. What, what really got you into barbecue to begin with? Yeah, it's very storied. It's more storied if you look like at one less than the other. But uh, <laughs> either one is pretty good. Uh, I mean, I got started kind of like everybody else did, cooking in my backyard. Um, really. What, what, what were you cooking? What was I cooking? Yeah. First, thing, first thing I ever did was a pork butt that I realized you have to, you have to take it far enough so you can pull it. Can, uh, can, can't can't uh, yeah, can't, you know, can't take it to one sixty five. You know you can't take it to one sixty five and then uh then pull it. So learn that pretty quick. I'd say just quickly like how I got started was I avid football watcher, avid football fan. Uh, my dad worked out of state. My dad worked in Alaska when I was growing up. So this is like I really got into football when I was in like fourth or fifth grade. So you know three years ago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just needed somebody to watch football with, so started watching with my neighbors growing up, and they were cooking just ribs in their front yard. Is most and one of those? Um,
2: I, I can I just picture is it one of those um, barrel pits that's cut lengthwise or? No,
0: actually, it was uh, the Foles, the Hondo, okay. but the uh, the Hondo Junior. So that was <laughs> pretty yeah, small. Yeah, yeah. They were cooking many ribs on there. Yeah, yeah.
2: No. Cooking little sticks too in yeah, the firebox. Yeah. I was gonna
0: say you can maybe if you get lucky you can fendle a, a wood chunk in the firebox <laughs> on one of those. So that's that was actually the first pit I had. Uh, I got one for my birthday. They taught me how to cook ribs on there. So my grandparents got me one for my birthday. The next year I, I really moved up in the world. For my next birthday, I got a. Uh, The Academy, Old Country, I think. I guess it's the. Was it the the Pecos or the? the... Yeah, the Pecos or the Honda. The
2: Pecos is a fairly small one. I think it's up to four fifty now. They they finally bumped the price. Yeah, Yeah.
0: it's one of those. I can never remember which one it was, but that one was. It's the one from the Franklin videos, whichever. That's that's the. Is that the Pecos? Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't remember. So yeah, I had one of those, and that really—I mean—that changed the game. Honestly, that was a lot easier. To it, it's a pit. great
2: starter pit, and Academy should sponsor us as well. <laughs> speaking of that, <laughs> yeah, we've sold oh, a lot of old country old Pecos countries over the in years. particular. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've got two at my house. No, um, yeah, I and, understand you know, that. They're—they're they're great. I mean, because the problems that you had with your first pit, you're talking about. I mean, just they're just leaky. The firebox is too small. The flow isn't that yeah, well. Yeah,
0: they're tiny too. Yeah. I mean, that—that that thing was tiny. I think the best thing about the old country pit was that it's actually built right. I mean it has the right design besides that awful baffle plate it has (laughs) the right design and I ended up we took an uh we took an angle grinder a couple years ago to that pit and cut the baffle plate out (laughs) and I extended the smokestack uh with some like metal pipe and uh it cooked pretty well after that. Uh, I ended up getting so this is fast forward a few years, still before I worked anywhere in barbecue. I got a 150 gallon offset on a trailer from uh, George Gallindo, like Gallindo okay, uh, smokers. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, I was. I think I was the very first to get that style too, like with the Franklin collector. I I had taken Dylan Taylor's class. Uh, here in Austin when he was still here and so I had looked at he had obviously the Austin Smoke Works um, pit and then he also had uh, he was borrowing a mill scale pit the 250 that they used to loan to people that has like a 40 inch firebox um, which I've really come to love uh, really big fireboxes <laughs> we have a very big one at Leroyland's
1: um you need it for all the burgers and all yeah, the other stuff you're yeah throwing ex- it, yeah so. when you're <laughs> when
0: you're grilling in half of it yeah. you need a big one i know I, I essentially like i based the like smoker off of that i like came up with all these dimensions and stuff and had a smoker built and uh definitely should have known more before i designed a smoker, <laughs> 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 designed a smoker. but uh that is a really good pit and um, when he came to drop that pit off, I had my like uh, smaller backyard pit out there and he looked inside of it and he goes, this is the cleanest pit I've ever seen. And he goes, And I can't believe you. He's like, everybody that I bring pits to, I do like at that time, I think he was still doing a lot of and he might still be doing a lot of uh, like just like restoration work on pits and uh, refab stuff. He was like, everybody's pits are so dirty. You know, you can't leave, you're just clean. Um,
2: Jumping back just a little bit, you know, what made you decide to actually get involved? So so you were cooking, you started getting some pits, you know, the the passion started to get there, but what made you jump into actually working in this crazy world?
0: Uh, I mean, really, so I got in, I got into barbecue really after, shortly after the 2013 list came out, the 2013 Texas Monthly list came out. Uh, and at that point, I mean, there was two joints in Houston that were on it. It was Gatlin's when they were still on West 19th, and then Virgie's on, is that the northwest West side of town? West side. Yeah, yeah. Like 290 Gessner, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so those were the two spots. So we'd go to Gatlin's pretty often, and then Killins had just opened that, I think the spring of 2014? Yeah, it's one of the and yeah, mortar open like somewhere maybe around there. Maybe 2013, maybe something like that uh and so we started going to kill and that was the first place i'd ever waited in like a two-hour line at and uh i mean that was fun but I, I really got the bug for it then and i mean at that point it was the franklin videos and a bunch of forums really it was like for it was just forums so i was reading forums like in high school uh and just trying to figure stuff out and i think i decided pretty early on that i was like uh ah, like, I really want to work at a barbecue restaurant. I think that that's probably the best way to learn. And I remember the first time I heard about Truth was on Brian's uh, on your blog. The blog the blog post, that was the first time I heard about Truth. And I read this, and I think there's a line I, you know, uh, you'll know this better than I do, but I think there was a line in it, something that's like it's like Franklin without the weight. <laughs> was there was a line sort of like that? And I mean, at that point, it was like Franklin was the best thing I had had. And that was, I kind of, you know, held that as the gold standard.
2: Which, which still is today. I mean, almost 10 years later, over, which is an eternity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, I mean, no discredit to them at all. I'd still, I say that all the time. I mean, Aaron is the reason that the three of us are sitting here right now, you know, for the most part. Like, for what he did for this... Franklin, you know, held them to a really high standard, so I remember reading that and being like, oh man, I gotta go to this place, gotta go to this place. 2017, like, uh, 2017 list came out. Uh, obviously, Truth was 10, so I was like, okay, well, you know, obviously these guys are on to something. Uh, I went to Truth, ate there, and immediately was like, this is my favorite place. I gotta, you know, I gotta try and work somewhere like this. I think I'd always kind of wanted to work at Franklin and Austin, I'd always kind of wanted to do that. Uh, Fast forward, so I went, so I graduated high school in 2017. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Spring of 2017. Um, Then I did a year of college. Uh, I went to Blinn and Bryan Lived in College Station. Was that just so you could be closer to truth, or? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was because I uh, I didn't study hard enough at the end of high school to get an A and M, and so I convinced my parents. Blinn is like the the
2: the B option <laughs> for yeah, people that want to go to garden. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I did that, and uh, just kind of decided that college wasn't for me. It was still. I mean, I skipped a final uh, that year to cook a prime rib. <laughs> I was like, I brought my pit up and we kicked it at a buddy's house and I was still just all in on barbecue. And it wasn't until the summer after, uh, I had kind of, I had moved back from college, uh, my one year of college, uh, that I was listening to y'all's podcast with Leonard. And I remembered them talking, or y'all talking about him opening in Houston. And so it was right there that I wrote an email to Leonard and Corey, sent them an email, both didn't hear back from them. So two weeks later I went eight there, like told them about it. Then they they seemed excited, they had read the email. I didn't hear anything back for another good while. I got a call from Corey in November. So this is November of 2018. And I was working at a uh, – I worked at, like, a cafe and bakery in Pasadena uh, for five years, kind of on and off, uh, throughout, throughout high school. guy from my church owned it. Uh, so, Savannah Cafe and Bakery, if anyone's listening. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, great place. Great place. Learned a lot of stuff there. But I worked there, and I had, like, sort of a catering job at uh, a location we had off Highway 3 in Clear Lake, and so I said no to the Truth job when they called and offered it uh, initially. And then I went and ate uh, at Truth when they opened January 19th of 2019. I saw you there. I met you yeah. there that day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so I uh, I was in line. I waited. And as soon as I got up to the cash register, Corey came over and rung me up. And I just looked at him and I go... You guys hiring and it's kind of all history from there i <laughs> <laughs> started the 26th uh so i just celebrated my three-year anniversary of working at barbecue january 26 2019 was my first day awesome so, yeah what
2: were what were some of the things that you learned working at truth what was what was especially something that may have been kind of a surprise or different as you started getting into this business
0: Man, i think uh I think the very, the very first thing I learned was how, how they ran a restaurant. I mean, Corey ran a really tight ship uh, to begin with. Uh, just cleaning everything, guest services, everything was... I mean, that, that restaurant still is spotless. You know, yeah. They did a really good job. Uh, especially Leonard's dad is really big on that as well. I'd say the first thing that really stuck out to me was i told leonard initially i because i got hired i was a busboy on my first day i got hired um to to do whatever and i but i initially told leonard that i had an interest in cooking barbecue and i was really interested in barbecue and so he like pulled me aside one morning before service and just started talking to me about the pits and like what had happened and uh
2: I mean, they had a lot of a lot of issues when they when they built the place because of the the mandatory um, filtering systems and, yeah, and how that affected the, yeah, the stacks going through the wall. Yeah, yeah there's a bunch
0: and, of ridiculous stuff, and you know, he I mean, he talked about it in that episode, in the uh, the latest episode with the all, or his latest episode with the all about how much uh, ridiculous paperwork and everything he went through to get that uh, pit room built. I remember he walked over to me and just started explaining to me, like, they were, I think they were, at that time, they were rotating briskets in a really odd way, and they were rotating briskets. There's five pits. They were rotating briskets from different pits, and uh, so he's, like, explaining all of this to me, and then he just kind of walked off after it, and I was like, well... I was like, hope it did Hope it didn't seem too much like an idiot in that conversation, you know. Uh, obviously, this guy knows that uh, that I've got an interest for this. So that was kind of the first thing, um, and the first, uh, the first like insight to me having, or like the first time I could see him being like, oh, this guy like kind of cares. But I mean, to answer what I learned there, I've learned everything about barbecue. I mean, Leonard tore me down and (laughs) built me up when it came to cutting and slicing. And I didn't realize, he preached on it and he told us that a lot, how important it was uh, to know how to cut barbecue. And I still, I'm very grateful for that. He really made me learn how to cut barbecue. And I can kind of trace, as funny as it sounds, I can trace almost everything back that I know about barbecue from the block, really and truly. I I mean, he, he got to the point where I would send him pictures of brisket and I would like, my phone is full of (laughs) slices of brisket and slices of stuff. And just asking like, why does it look like this? I knew it was bad. I understood like, I mean, he, at that point, I didn't understand what good, even the difference really between good and bad, but, you know, the more that I would learn, I understood what was good, what was bad. But he really made me understand why it was bad. And it's amazing to look at a slice of brisket, just look at a slice of brisket, and you know where it went wrong in the cook. And I think that that's something I'm forever grateful for, because that's the only way you can know how to change it. So I mean, yeah, what what did I learn there? I learned I learned everything for the most part that I know about barbecue and not to say that I haven't learned. Uh, I've learned a lot since then, but yeah, that basis of knowledge and a foundation of knowledge solid, that, solid yeah, foundation. that I'm not sure I could have got anywhere else.
1: So it was going so well you left truth. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, no, no. It, when it was, you know, you, you were ready for a change personally from what yeah, we understand. It. So yeah. yeah, you were just ready to, to for some reason, leave Houston for Austin, which we won't get into what a bad <laughs> idea that is. But uh, but you, you yeah. decided it was time for a change, and, and you went you know up the road to Austin and ended up working and still working at another wonderful place, Leroy and Lewis Barbecue here in Austin. So tell us how that opportunity came to be and, and how that's been going so far these last couple of years.
0: <laughs> it's really funny uh, how it came to be, actually, is because... I had taken... So I met... uh, We'll start with this. I met... I met Evan and Matt and Clayton at the 8th... What was it? 8 Row Flint pop-up. And that was the first... That was the first time I had Leroy and Lewis. And I just met them. uh, I think Reed and I got really drunk with Evan and Matt and Clayton that (laughs) night. And we bonded and it was nice. It was... Uh, I think they did those pop ups on Tuesday. It was a random day of the yeah, week. It was, yeah, it was. I think it was a Tuesday. So it was a Tuesday night, and so I was pumped because that was like I was like, this is the first barbecue pop up I've been able to go to since I've worked in barbecue. <laughs> it was amazing. I met him there, and then the next time I, the first time I ate at list was uh, was actually with Packy. Packy and I went to Waco. Uh, to see Blake, he was doing a like a pop up with Tyler Harp at uh, the Hellberg. Yeah, Hellberg. Right? That's where it was. Yep. It was at Hellberg. Yeah, that was really really cool. Tyler Harp did a cooked a whole hog. One of the best whole hogs I've ever had. Um, that
2: says a lot, considering where you work now.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's very good. And yeah.
1: Tyler's teacher was a uh, Zach Parker. Being yeah, stats. yeah,
0: yeah. Which is also very good. Very good hog. If you get the Midlands. <laughs> if you can make they were out
2: the last time i went oh really it broke it's, my heart
0: it's still a good sandwich but it is it is really good. it's funny how uh <laughs> i mean it's like well lean. it's like it's like it's, like, lean invoice. In, yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah exactly but yeah so i uh and then blake was doing like pimento cheese there that day and then no uh, <laughs> pimento blake, cheese and crackers it's like the pimento cheese <laughs> and then obviously helberg was doing uh their spread which their stuff is killer i love those guys but yeah, we went there, we went, I think we went to Guess afterwards, and then I think Packy messaged Sawyer on Instagram, or he, Brad, or somebody, like, made sure there was food, so we left Waco and came to Austin for the first time, and I had, uh, or came to Leroy and Lewis for the first time, um, I had just heard, they had just released that they were doing the first New School Barbecue University. My buddy Chris Hicks, uh, that was in Nashville at the time, uh, the, like the the oak. oak. Yeah, we the ate oak. with
1: Chris at Prince's Hot Chicken in Nashville. Nice, nice. Yeah. On That's our awesome. on our whole hog trip, we
0: met up with Chris at Prince's. Uh, so yeah, Chris was coming down to take that class, and he uh, reached out to me to see if I wanted to take the class too. And uh, he was he was nice enough to uh, to help me pay for that class too. So. I, uh, I was like, yeah, you know, I think I might take that class. And I, I had assumed it filled up. So when Packy was like, do you want to go to Leroy and Lewis in Austin? It's like, yeah, I need to talk to them about that class anyways. So we came down to Austin that night and we were probably like the last people at Cosmic. But that was the that was the first time I met uh, Sawyer, actually. Sawyer apparently was at the eight row Flint pop up. I never saw her. Uh couldn't have had anything to do with the booze either. Um I <laughs> but I definitely, I didn't I didn't see her that night. Um so that was the first night I met her. I met her and then I had like briefly met Brad at Text Monthly that year. Or the I guess this was the new year, so that was the year before. Um yeah, that's right. This is all the beginning of twenty twenty. Wow, what a shit show that year turned <laughs> out. We didn't know when we were at 8 Rose yeah. We thought we were just having a good time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that night I met Sawyer for the first time and saw Brad again and ate Leroy and Lewis. And we had, we had hog, we had a burger, we had a uh We had hash, pork hash. That was maybe the, maybe the first time, maybe the second time I'd had a hash. Um, but yeah, some of the first hash I'd ever had. Uh, it was incredible. I mean, it was it was a really great meal. I talked to them that night. I talked to Sawyer that night about uh, the class. She basically told me I was in, so that was really exciting. Um, it was funny, too, because we went back to the table and sat down, and Packy was like, you know who that was, right? And I was like, I don't know. It's the, the cashier at Lorraine Lewis. And he was like, it's Sawyer Lewis. And I remember sitting back and being like, you know, I... have I always wondered who Lewis was. <laughs> you think it was John? <laughs> yeah, I knew it wasn't John. Uh, but it was really funny too because I remember listening to y'all's episode with Brad and Evan. Well, uh, apparently, you didn't pay much attention. Uh, apparently, I didn't. I didn't pay much attention to that part of it at all. Because I remember after the episode thinking like Bradley Robinson, Evan, Leroy, like who is the Lewis? <laughs> Being so confused. Uh, Really, I I guess all I really took away from that podcast was that they were going to open a restaurant in less than four years and the foil boat. And only one of those things is is really true. (laughs) (laughs) So I officially met Sawyer that night. I came and took the class and really hit it off with everybody. I had already really liked... Uh, you know, Clayton and Matt, and the little I knew of Brad, and obviously Evan, and really hit it off with Sawyer. Um, and then just, you know, the pandemic happened, and it was crazy. And I was, uh, I was at Truth and just kind of burnout on Houston and living with my parents and all of it. I, I had planned, uh, all of that time, I had planned to move to Nashville and uh, really try and do something with Chris. That was kind of the plan. I had gone up uh, December of uh, 2019, I guess, and um, we did like two pop-ups in East Nashville that were, you know, pretty successful. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. I mean, Chris had just gotten uh, double 500 pits from Primitive, uh, was looking at maybe opening a restaurant in Nashville. And I was really excited on the idea of that. And, you know, at the time I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for this, but, you know, it'd be fun to go and do something. Uh, definitely in Nashville. I had, a, I had a blast the week I was there. I felt like that was the right thing to do. Uh, and I was basically set on moving to Nashville and then March of 2020 happened and it kind of had just I mean it changed everything obviously for everyone um but I think a few weeks into that I just kind of decided that I was gonna hold off on Nashville and I didn't know what I wanted to do and I think after that I spent the next few months just kind of being I was down on that idea Uh, and just wanted, I wanted out, you know, I wanted to do something else, and all of this time was really the first time that I had actually been cooking at Truth, Um, so I had picked up a few cook shifts, uh, like, here and there, maybe, like, five or six um, the whole time while I was cutting, and then this time I'm just, like, cooking a few days a week, and... I, I mean, I really enjoyed that, and I was really getting some a lot of stuff under my belt and really being able to ask everybody in that pit room, you know, what was going on. Uh, I mean, I learned, you know, I did two, I cooked two rib shifts with Reed where I didn't do anything besides ask him questions. And I learned more in those two cook shifts, you know, about cooking ribs than... I learned, you know. We know Reed a little bit. You probably learned a lot about a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Reed is, Reed, is abs- Reed Carson, most interesting man in barbecue. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know. Maybe Bert is up there too, but <laughs> uh, no. Reed has lived. Uh, Reed has lived his fair share. He's lived enough lifetimes for the three of us. So. All right, so <laughs> so let's let's lot. throw
2: a question out there. What one tip on cooking ribs that you picked up that other people should listen to
0: Ooh man I think the biggest thing um I'll answer this in a two I'll answer this two part because um, you asked what that other people don't say I'd say the the biggest thing that I guess people are saying now is flipping I mean I remember uh I remember when I first started flipping pork ribs and it was because I had looked at pictures and seen great great marks on the front side of Tejas's ribs and I was like, oh, I guess they flipped their ribs so I started flipping my ribs and that was a I mean that's big. I think the one thing um, the one thing that people don't say is I think it's very important to season ribs overnight. I think that really helps. I also think placement on the smoker is a big deal
2: And so first first part, Seasoning overnight, I mean, there's a lot of meats that people maybe they don't a couple hours ahead of time it just it it lets that seasoning you know for lack of a better word soak in but penetrate more, right
0: oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean it's essentially like putting enough salt on there it's like dry brining anything um I think that's a I think that's a huge deal that a lot of people don't I don't ever really hear anybody say that. I feel like maybe I you know I'll say that and then I'll listen to ten podcasts where everybody says that but. <laughs> Well, they, they will now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they, they will now.
1: Yeah, anytime we try to attribute something to someone, we'll get like 10 messages of like, I did that one time at my house in 2016. I invented it. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> so we've stopped saying that anyone invented anything. Right.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: All right. So pandemic hits. You're ready for the change.
0: So I I just decided that it was going to be Austin. You know, I decided that's kind of where I always wanted to come and cook barbecue and when i looked at it i just wrote out a list you know it was like 10 or 12 barbecue joints because i was like i'm worried any of these places and be happy but i think the biggest thing that i wanted is i wanted to be on a small team i wanted the aspect of knowing that not only did i cut this meat and serve it to you but i've had a hand in it every step of the way and i wanted you know i wanted to learn i wanted to get kitchen experience too I wanted, I wanted to do everything.
2: And they they serve a, a obviously a very different menu than what Truth has too. Very, so you, yeah. So you, it's not it's not just doing the same food somewhere else.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I I think I thought about it like that too. Is like you know I go to I go to Style Switch, I go to Terry Blacks, I go somewhere that cooks a very I go Franklin, cook somewhere that cooks a very similar method and cooks a very similar menu. And kind of do the same thing. But I, I really wanted to be somewhere small. So I really focused kind of on, like, McElwaite and uh, La Barbecue and Leroy and Lewis. And I remember I called Joe, Joe Yim, and talked to him about it and was like, should I try and work at Terry Black? Should I, you know, where should I go? And I think at the end of that, we talked for, like, an hour. And I remember at the end of that conversation, we were both kind of like, well, Leroy and Lewis would be the coolest place. That'd be the coolest place, but, you know, they're not hiring, so. Uh, we'll figure it out. So, I hadn't really given much thought about it at all. You know, I started looking at apartments and stuff like that, and I was like, I'll just, you know, I'll apply when the day comes, I'll, I'll apply. You know, I'll, I'll apply to 10 joints and see, you know, I was thinking, I think my timeline was, like, I wanted to move by July, and this was, like, April, something like that. Um, all in 2020. And I was like, ah, just like, I'll wait until somebody like posts hiring stuff. Cause that was also mid pandemic. And I was like, no one is hiring right now. Um, which is funny that, you know, just a year later in the pandemic, everyone was hiring. So,
2: (laughs) so pandemic hiring, um, you know, let's, let's kind of keep going there on, on getting on board at and Lewis.
0: Yeah. So really, um, (laughs) Really, <laughs> what happened is Reed sent me a uh, post that Leroy and Lewis is hiring an intern. I was like, holy crap. This is it? I was like, man. So I immediately like reached out to Joe and was like, hey, they're asking for a cover letter. Leroy and Lewis is uh, like hiring an intern. Could you write my cover letter? Like, who would be better to write my cover, le- cover letter? Than <laughs> the one Other guy than I know that worked at Leroy and Lewis. Uh, so, he I think he didn't want to write the cover letter. So, he just texted Brad and maybe Evan. And I remember he sent me a screenshot from Sawyer um, that was like, hey, I heard Cole might want to work for us. Please tell him to send his resume in. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. Like, this might actually work out uh yeah and one thing led to another and the way i've heard how the story went and this may be wrong uh but the way the way that i heard how the story went is in a meeting sawyer pitched that they should hire an intern and uh when she was pitching that they should hire an intern she said i don't know we should just hire somebody like cole from truth (laughs) (laughs) so i think when i applied uh after her saying that i feel like they might have had to hire me.
1: So, so you come on board at Leroy and Lewis, and what were what were kind of some of your early tasks there? Or how did you first start get your feet wet
2: at Leroy and Lewis? Cleaning the beets. <laughs> <laughs> when did you start your love of beets?
0: <laughs> Still don't love beets. <laughs> I'll tell you that. That was one of the first things I did was juice beets and break our juicer. That was that was the first thing I broke at Leroy and Lewis. So I, I mean, beets thing, are beets yeah. are
2: pretty tough, aren't they? Like
0: beets are very tough. Yeah, I mean, how yeah. do you juice
2: a beet? Is that like no. With well, I mean, we didn't have
0: a commercial juicer, yeah. We had, it's like a Beeville Like, I was like... The guy from Beeville. I, I just yeah. picture Brad stomping in a bucket like the old wine videos. <laughs> no, it's, uh, right. I think that was the brand. It's like... It's, That's his next just
2: TikTok video.
0: <laughs> it's just like one of the, like, Cuisinart brands. We just had a juicer that juice beats. Now we order beet juice, so... Uh, you know. From 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 <laughs> Shro- Shroot Farms? From Shroot Farms, yes. Nice. We order from Moe's. <laughs> Dwight won't talk to us. <laughs> uh <laughs> uh no, so one of the first things I did, the very first thing I did uh with Lorraine Lewis was um as a paid employee was um I prepped a day with Brad. Prepped a day with Brad and Phoebe who does Casper Fermentables now uh, with Ben. And uh, Ben was one of the original Lorraine Lewis employees. So I prepped a day with Ben and I immediately loved it. I mean, prepped a day with Brad. Some people will hate it, some people will love it. <laughs> uh, I really liked it, it was really interesting. Um, but I kind of, from the beginning, just kind of got to do everything. And the second day there I was cooking burgers um, got to cook a hog that day we had just a small fire that day very small <laughs> fire I think within three or four days I was like this is this job is every single thing I hoped and thought and wanted a job in barbecue to be and it still is i have still live the absolute dream and this is the best job I've ever had
2: So you came from you know the Houston Truth location, very large, right, massive pit room, nice restaurant, to while while the prepping is done off site, working in a food truck, and then with the pits on a trailer. What, how does that affect your workload? I mean, is it is it easier, same, different? I mean, it's it has to be a little bit funkier working in that tiny ass little truck.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think you know it's funny um, at first. Just because it was different, it seemed so much easier. Um, And now, being away from it for almost two years, I look at it and I think, these are the same workload. Maybe this is harder. Uh, A lot of days. I think the biggest thing is just like what Evan's doing right now in the hallway. He's bringing stuff back and forth because we are three miles from the food truck right now at our commissary kitchen so it's uh one of the guys that works here said it best one day said working in a food truck is like uh it's like catering every single day because you're constantly you're loading everything out and taking it somewhere else it's i mean do do
2: your car smell like
0: barbecue my car is horrible (laughs) it only has one mirror <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe the mirror thing doesn't have that much to do with barbecue, but I was on—I was driving to work when it happened. So, <laughs> so what would you say are
1: some of the biggest lessons that you've learned at Leroy and Lewis, or you know, to kind of help shape you as a as a cooking professional?
0: Uh, I think I think to put it uh, to put it in a few words, I would say I learned barbecue at Truth, and I learned every single other aspect of working in a restaurant at Leroy and Lewis. I am a more confident cook. I'm a more, I'm more capable and confident stepping into the kitchen now than I ever have been. And that's, I mean, 100% in thanks to just watching Evan. Evan, if there's anything he's really good at, it's uh, (laughs) be chopped. It would be the, the TV show, you know, he can look around and take and that's no shot at Leonard who won job, but... Uh, or Joe who didn't. <laughs> we love you, Joe. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, uh, no, I mean, there's uh, there's nobody else that I've ever seen that has such a clear uh, gift for what he's doing as in a sense that he can take anything and make anything. And I think really the biggest thing, and I think his challenges have always been... We're in a food truck, we don't have a lot of money. How can we get everything out of everything that we use? And that's changed my life. I mean, I cook like that at home now. I look at, you know, what do I have in the pantry? What do I have in the fridge? What do we need to get rid of? And I'm gonna make something out of that. And then it also makes me think that way in wanting to own a restaurant and thinking, how can I design a menu where every single thing that gets used has two purposes? And I think that uh, enough people don't think like that, and that's all thanks to everyone at Lorelai and Lewis. But I mean, you know, obviously everything starts at the top. So and, know, and originally
2: that, that that came from a sustainability and responsibility angle, but these days with, with prices, I mean, it becomes a financial uh, that, decision as well. That so. is
0: very true. I mean, yeah, that is the, that's the creed, that's the mantra of the restaurant is sustainability, and I mean, it really is. You know, as a you know everything. The only thing that isn't sustainable is how many gloves we use. All
1: right, so you've been one of the more fortunate people in barbecue from a, from a young culinary age. You've been able to work with some of the absolute best talent in the industry, learn from some of the best. Who's one person you have not been able to learn
0: from yet that if you, in a dream world you'd love to have the opportunity to learn from? Oh man, that's a really good question. Uh, and I should have known that was coming because I <laughs> listened to this podcast. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, I don't know. Throw a curveball here. I think that if there's anybody I could have learned from, I wish that I could have gotten to work with John Miller. Um, I always, I always really admired uh, everything about John and the story and kind of the way he sold himself, as you know, at least in the last few years, as you know, kind of the Dark Prince and everything. I mean, the one time that I met him, I thought he was incredibly nice. Uh, so I don't know, you know, I'm sure there's a, there's a reason to (laughs) to all of those stories, but, uh, I just, the more and more I cook craft barbecue and the more I live here, uh, I find myself eating in Lockhart and I find myself eating in Giddings and stopping in small towns because I have such an appreciation for what barbecue was and that those places are still around. I mean those are I've always really enjoyed Texas history. I've always really enjoyed history in general. I mean those places are there's so much history in those you places. They
2: just ooze it when no. you walk in from yeah. the moment. Yeah, we're we're exactly.
0: leaving directly from this interview to go to Smitty's. So <laughs> exactly. we, know, we we definitely understand that feeling. Definitely. Exactly. So I wish I, I like if there's somebody I could have got to work with, I wish it was uh I wish it was John, I wish I could have uh learn more about like hot and fast you know i'd love to i'd love to learn that and then just listen to that guy and the stories that he has to tell
2: i mean one thing um you know i'll just throw a shout out to jim buchanan he's doing some some cooking classes on and uh, hot and fast will be part of that as well oh that's awesome this summer this will come out before this summer there is going to be another john miller um memorial um, that he's putting together maybe I can't say too much about it but there's something coming this summer that he's working on um, maybe he can come down
0: yeah that. that's awesome yeah. I'd love to yeah. yeah
1: all right so obviously you've you've been able to work with some of the best you have this you know growing career now but long-term goals ultimate goals you know what what do you want your your barbecue legacy your career to be do you want do you have aspirations to own your own place or what are what are some of the things that you like to do down the road
0: yeah, I think definitely, uh at some point we would like to open a joint. Um, Casey and I, my girlfriend, uh, have talked about is uh looking at like a four year plan. Like I my my idea is that, you know, at least to shoot for four years, you know, we'd like to have we'd like to have a restaurant in four years, you know. I think uh some days I think that's a little overambitious and some days I think Four years ago, I wasn't cooking barbecue yet. So, you know, I I think, it. you know, a lot of things could happen. Uh, And like I said, I think it'll be longer than four years, but I'd like to shoot for four years uh, having a spot.
1: Where would you like this to be? Uh, Ideally, I mean, obviously.
0: Ideally, I think that uh, for as long as I said that I didn't want to do it, and that both of us said that we didn't want to do it, I think we're going to take it home. I think that it'll be, uh, without giving too much away, I think it'll be somewhere in the Houston area. Most likely. Which I always said I didn't want to do that. But uh, but it's a great city. It is, yeah. You know, I still... I still, Oh, I've got my not, but it's on a today. city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still like Houston. Uh, definitely won't be in Pasadena, though, I'll tell you that much. Uh, love Pasadena. Glad I came from there. Don't ever want to go back. <laughs>
1: So with, you know, with this four-year plan of hopefully, you know, being able to open your own place, what, I mean, the barbecue world has a ton of creativity going on in it, you know, a ton of really talented people doing really great things, but there's also a lot of copycat things going on in the world too, because I mean, you see something that's popular and something that's successful, obviously you want to emulate that. Yeah. What What's kind of your, you know, again, not giving away your entire four-year plan here and your entire menu plan. But you know what's something that, that you want to be able to, people to come to your restaurant and, be, and say, okay, I'm coming here because I know I can get this, or, or what's kind of your, what stamp do you want to put on the barbecue world?
0: I think the, uh, the biggest thing is that I was, uh, I've gotten the best of both worlds, right? I've cooked, uh, you know, what a lot of people call like Central Texas style barbecue, which I think is a ridiculous moniker. Um, but it's craft barbecue is what it is it's craft style barbecue um, it's based off of the premises of Central Texas Barbecue but it's craft barbecue so I've cooked craft barbecue at one of the highest levels uh, and then I got to come to Leroy and Lewis and expand on the horizons and expand you know Evan's whole thing is barbecue is a method not a menu so I got to cook everything in the style of barbecue which is amazing um i think what i would like to leave and i've gone over this a lot and what casey and i's thing really is is just bringing barbecue back to its roots you know i really have we really have an appreciation for what central texas style barbecue is and not what it's become You know, I just think that there's not enough being said and light being shed on where barbecue came from and what it was, and I'd like to pay my respects to that. I'd like to pay homage to that and really just have a simple Central Texas-style barbecue restaurant in the essence that it was meant to be in, you know? I think there's a lot of things I'd like to do. So you're gonna uh, serve but, it for like eight bucks a pound? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Awesome, one-dollar uh, yes. <laughs> chopped beef sandwiches. <laughs> hunks of cheese. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, it, it no, no, that's really cool. It's some, something that Brian and I really have always, you know, tried to tried to do our best to, to highlight. I mean, it's it's easy to get wrapped up in the the modern style of barbecue because it's delicious. I mean, uh, it's
0: very there, there's yeah. there's
1: there's a reason why it's as popular as it is. It's yeah. because it it, it tastes wonderful the meat is responsibly sourced you know much of the time yeah absolutely. high quality beef and all of that but but yeah the the old school the historical barbecue places definitely uh they paved the way for a lot of what we're enjoying today
2: I know, and, and, the, and it was harder to make a good product out of the ingredients and and what they were cooking with as well yeah absolutely I mean, you know again you don't have the luxury of Cairo syrup and Lowry's and all the other things that are out in the world. Or today. even
1: modern style pits for that matter. Right. You know, yeah. you know, you didn't have all the technology and the science that goes into pit design that you do now. So turning out the product you turn out in the methods and the quality of, of ingredient that they had then is a, uh, it's, it's a different, totally different ball game. So it's, it's interesting to see that, you know, we're excited to see where you might take that. We're, yeah. we're glad you're taking it somewhere closer for us to eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah ideally we'll see ideally. we'll see what happens yeah we'll see what happens we'll, we'll, we'll have you back on the show for what season eight or whatever yeah. <laughs> in the rest home yeah yeah you'll yeah. have to come to us then we'll be...
2: tales from the rest home yeah.
1: in, in between shuffleboard matches we'll uh, we'll go over this bingo and of course you know he'll be 22 but yeah whatever.
2: yeah hey great talking to you um, Yeah, great you so following much, your career can't believe he graduated in 2017 <laughs> i don't know if i can get that on my mind no yeah um, but always, always fun to see you know somebody coming through like this and and especially as you picked up through all of the different i mean i don't know if he could work at two better places Oh, and in, and, our, and, in, and, in our opinion yeah. <laughs> we did a list yeah. last year yeah um.
0: But
1: Um, yeah, no, hundred percent agree with that. Cole, give out your your Instagram handle and all that fun stuff so people can follow along in your career. This
0: Uh, Cole underscore Parkman P A R K M A N twenty three. That's my Instagram. Uh, This is the best place to find me. It's also his age, but (laughs) (laughs) it is actually yes. Uh, Cole C O L E
1: (laughs) C O L E yes underscore (laughs) Parkman twenty three.
2: And I'm going to go by uh, (laughs) ColePortman.com in the meantime. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to buy all those trademarks. Uh, Have the NFT. And, and
1: of course, come out and see Cole and the crew at Leroy & Lewis.
2: Absolutely. Shout out to Cole and tell him you heard it on the show. Yes, and, and
1: of course, shout out to all the mentors that have helped Cole on the way from Reed to Joe Yim to Leonard and Corey to Sawyer and Evan and Brad and Clayton and all those great people that have helped shaped your career and helped you along the way. And I'm sure there'll be a long list more, you know, before you, before you open. There's
0: there's so many at the list that we didn't get to mention too, but yeah, (laughs) want (laughs) a big shout out to, to Evan and Sawyer. Come see us on pickle road. There you go. go. Thanks to Cole Parkman for chatting
1: with us. And thanks to you for listening. Don't forget to use the link in our episode notes to sign up for the Texas monthly barbecue club. It gives you access to in-depth interviews, videos, and so much great barbecue content. Remember, when you support our sponsors, you support our show and help us keep bringing you great news and guests from all over the barbecue world.